Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. adversity in the face tonight and prevailed you faced adversity tonight and prevailed Javen Coleman starts does not look good at all but again for the second night in a row it's like it's fate at this point it is like it is fate at this point For the second night in a row, a lefty who had been up and down throughout the season comes in, and tonight it is the true freshman in Griffin Herring. Delivering four and two-thirds of an absolute masterpiece. An absolute masterpiece here tonight. The ultimate, the ultimate game changer and what completely changed the game was in the bottom of the second, you could not score. You got a, or or you did score. You got an RBI RBI double by Brain Joe Bear. You're up one. Griffin Herring comes out in the top of the third, gets one, two, three, bam, bam, bam. In the bottom of the third, Cruz walked, Morgan had the infield single, and here comes the man from the parish, the Bayou, ba- the Bayou uh, Bambino, the Creole Bambino, the parishes, Jason Giambi, Cade Beloso, comes out of the out of the woodwork and hits an absolute missile shot, a bailey bomb into right field. It won you the game. And then for the next hour and 43 minutes, LSU would absolutely shove it right down Wake Forest's keister. Right down Wake Forest's keister. And newsflash to everybody. Newsflash to everybody. Guess who's back? We're back. Here comes Paul Skeens. What a night. What a night. All right. Let's get this thing rolling. Let's get to your questions, thoughts, and concerns. We'll break the game down here tonight. What a third inning, man. What a third inning. 
stud performance. You guess you don't hate Wes, Wes Johnson now, do you? You don't hate Wes Johnson now, do you? All right. So let's get to these. But before we do that, everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. If you're on Facebook, so many of you, uh-oh, joining us, hit the like and share. Share to those Facebook groups. Share to your own social media pages. If you're listening to us on YouTube, do us a favor by hitting the like and share as well. Subscribe, notification bell, all of that great stuff. We greatly appreciate it. If you're listening to us and watching us on Fubo TV, welcome aboard. My name is Blake Rafino. This is AYS Sports. Wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe. Tonight's post-game show is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Use your mobile service to sign up today. Use the promo code Believe50. That's Believe50 at checkout. And our new friends over at Bluetooth. Guys, if you really, really, really want to have the best experience of your life, you will go over to Blue Chew to satisfy your wife. Promo code SPORTS20. That's promo code promo code SPORTS20 at checkout. You will get a free order on the first one. We have the Super Chats flying in here tonight. Jordan Haydad with a $19.99 Super Chat. He says, we're back. We're back. Jason Morgan. Thank you, Jordan, for the super chat. Jason Morgan with a $9.99 super chat. If it's your first time joining us, you do send in a super chat on YouTube. We get to your comments first. He says that bullpen has been unreal in the last two games. Then the Cade Big Bomb Beloso goes yard. Can I get a go, Tigers? Give me two claps and a Ric Flair. Woo! Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Clutch. Outright clutch. You cannot, you can, and to think, man, to think that Cade Beloso almost walked away from the game of baseball, right? Like, you've heard the story by now. Cade Beloso almost walked away from baseball after last year when he tore his ACL. And now you're in the College World Series. You're down a run. Actually, at that point, you had tied it at two. But you you were down a run. You then get a run. Bases were loaded for Beloso. The wild pitch. Uh, Dylan Cruz scores. And the very next pitch... A 2-0 count. Cade Beloso sends it in to the right field bleachers. My goodness. My goodness. You can't script it better than that. And look, again, you're, let's call it what it is, man. Let's call it what it is. Your back was up against the wall. Your back was against the proverbial wall tonight, okay? You did not have your good guy or your elite dudes starting, coming out of the pen. Guys that you hadn't seen in a while. But Griffin Herring delivered. Gavin Gidry absolutely is a vibe, okay? Because Gavin Gidry comes out and the top of the seventh, and gets Wilkins. So, Wake Forest's best hitter, that's like Gavin Gidry coming in and striking out Dylan Cruz in three pitches. All three hooks, sat him down. Then he got Johnson to sit down. He got a fly out, or a line out, a fly out. He gave up the infield single that hit off his foot, and then here came the big man, the thick boy. Ba-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. The thick boy and Riley Cooper, who got the line out to the best third base glove in the country, and Tommy Tanks. <laughs> and look, man, Tommy has played an elite third base. Man, that's the third time that he's had an absolute shot in his general direction, right? An outright shot in his general direction where he's made massive plays. And you know why in the top of the eighth, when Gidry gives up that single and Cooper comes in, why that is so big? Because you have a runner on, 
right? Like you have a runner on and Hawk has been lights out all night. And then you have Costello, you have Kurtz, and you have Wilkin. Arguably the best one-two punch in the country, not named Tommy Tanks historically, and Dylan Cruz. Massive pitching performance, man. Massive pitching performance. Dane Bergeron sends a $10 super chat. He says, Blake, it was a bib man's game tonight for the Tigers. Where is the beef? The Tigers have it. Great night for the Italians. Beloso, kudos to you. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Absolutely, Dane. But you can always count on an Italian to rifle shots in the right field. Shades of Joe DiMaggio. Cole Harville with a $4.99 Super Chat. What's up, Cole? He says, hashtag ask Blake, do you have any heart pills down south? I need some in Shreveport. <laughs> Man, I tell you, I was as nervous as a nun and a field full of cucumbers. When the game started tonight, I got to admit, I was as nervous as a nun and a field full of cucumbers. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Uh, Jake Roberts says, when Gidry says that's a effing hammer, I like that. Thank you, Jake, for the super chat. Hell yeah. I mean, the dude is a vibe, bro. The dude is a vibe. And you got, and you, look, tonight, I mean, his performance getting the best hitters out, and not only, you, you remember last week when Jay Johnson said, um, that when Wes Johnson was announced as the next head coach of the Georgia Bulldogs, that Gizri knocked on his door, okay, and said, hey, coach, just want to let you know, it doesn't matter that Wes Johnson's leaving. won't matter to me because I'm going to strike him out anyway. I'm going to strike everybody out anyway. <laughs> I mean, if we're being real, I mean, he, he wasn't damn off. He wasn't that far off. I mean, him coming in, um, in the seventh, I mean, getting the two K's from Wilkin and Johnson, the bet two all two all conference performers. Okay, all two conference performers in the ACC. Wilkins hit thirty-one home runs this year, man. He's hit thirty-one home runs this year. The dude can mash. He's going to be a big league third baseman. You heard Cruz talk about him last night. Yes, indeed. It was massive. It was massive. Trey Patton with the $199 Super Chat. He says, let's go, baby. Simply just unbelievable. Yes, sir. Trip Block with the $199 Super Chat. He says, don't let us get hot. Thank you, Trip, for that. Big Night, says Dane Bergeron for the Paisanos. Paisanos, Blake, Beloso, and Milazzo made them an offer they could not refuse. Hell, yeah, they did. Hell, yeah, they did. Doug knows 199. He says, let's go, Blake. Is Skeens going tomorrow? Uh, Skeens is going tomorrow. 1,000%. Jay's going to go up on that. Uh, uh, Jay's going to go into that postgame press conference. He's going to be asked a question by some silly reporter, and they're going to say, is Paul Skeens going tomorrow? And Jay Johnson's going to say, Paul Skeens would kill me if he didn't go tomorrow. <laughs> It's five days. He would do the same exact thing in the big leagues. The same exact thing in the, in the big leagues. And he's going to do it a year from now. He's going to do it tomorrow. That's what makes this. And look, whether you're an LSU fan, whether you're a Wake Forest fan, whether you're just a fan of baseball, you deserve the matchup of Rhett Lauder and Paul Skeens. You deserve that matchup. And I'm going to tell you, Listen, we'll talk about this game tomorrow, uh, later on in this show. You're going to have to just put – you, you, look, you are you can't get frustrated to play tomorrow. Louder is really good. Stanford touched him up a little bit. Maybe you can as well. But throughout the season, like, I, I mean, guys, you've seen the projections. Louder is projected to be a top 10 pick too and has not lost on the year. You would have to issue him his first loss. You can do it. Because you have schemes. 
Like if you had somebody else be like, yeah, it's going to be tough. You have schemes going, right? The, the trust and faith that you go into this game tomorrow, you're going to. You're going to get Paul Skeens, and I guarantee you, he's going to give you the best performance he can, and I think he's going to deliver for you. Uh, Tito says, sends $199 Super Chat. He says, fake Forest. I love it. Jason Morgan says, and still have a number of fresh arms tomorrow. Look, now you got Thatcher Hurd that can come back tomorrow. Man. But... He says, Gidry only tossed 20. Cooper only had a handful. Money, not many. Then Collins and Dutton haven't thrown. Hurd could go as well. Well, Hurd was warming up tonight, right? Like, Hurd was warming up tonight. Thank you, Jason, for the super chat. Jason Wyrick says, is Skeens on a pitch count tomorrow? No, I mean, he says, do they throw every five days in the majors? They do. I I mean, maybe, maybe around 100. Um I think you're going to have to just go to Skeens and ask him. Like, hey, man, what do you want to do? And there's no way Paul Skeens – there's no way Paul Skeens says, yeah. Like, I mean, if you get in the eight and the guy's at 110, and it really just kind of depends on how the game goes. You know, if you can get to Rhett Louder, right? Like, if you can get to Louder early and get some runs up on the board, let him get 80, 85 pitches. And then if you're up, I mean, it just all depends. But I don't think you'll be able to do that. I think you're going to have to. He's going to have to give you his best performance. Uh, Stephen Lord sends four nine nine. He says this team puts the fight and fighting tigers. I'm so proud of these dudes. Go tigers! Thank you, Stephen, for the super chat. They do, man. They do. All right. So let's recap the game here, um, and let's go through it. Look. The start of it, you struggled, okay? <sighs> Look, I like Javen Coleman. I think he's a good kid, but he just did not have it tonight. He, he didn't have it. He did get out of it in the top of the first. He got a strikeout, a flyout, but then he issued walks to Kurtz and Wilkin, then got a flyout. But he, he was erratic all night long. He comes back in the second, which... In the bottom of the first, you went one, you went down one, two, three. You looked horrible. But he comes back in the second. And this is when Wake Forest would take that momentum. They would get the single. They would get two walks. And then as soon as those two walks would happen, here comes Blake Money. And then Blake Money would give up the two RBI single to Hawk, the leadoff guy who was red hot all night, right back up the middle. Then Money delivered you and and, and what should have been a – Ground ball, uh, double play that got you out of the inning, uh, but it didn't. You had a fielder's choice, a ground out to short, and then Herring. This is when Herring came in and got arguably the best, one of the top five hitters in college baseball, Nick Kurtz. He struck him out and then started delivering. You did get a massive hit from Braden Jobert, though. Beloso would walk. He would advance on a wild pitch, and then an RBI double would get him to second base then you would end the inning with a single and a ground out to first we've already talked about this but it bears repeating the top of the third is is where it all happened so you scored right like you scored there okay and when you scored there you're you're you're, you got you have life it's not astronomical it doesn't feel like you know it feels like a weight is off your shoulder when Joe Bear delivers that RBI double, I tweeted this, and it was the I know it was early in the game and got some pushback on it early. The simple nature that, and it was just I felt like Griffin Herring really had to deliver a one, two, three inning to completely change that momentum. He did. He got a fly out to Morgan. He struck out Johnson and Bennett would fly out to right field. So you're like, okay, we got to run. You got one, two, three there in the third. Here you go. Here you go. Can you deliver? Because the first team All-American, the Rawlings uh, player of the year in Dylan Cruz, a guy that let's, I, I believe 
will get his number, retired in the rafters is up. He would draw a walk. And before you say anything about Cruz, oh, Blakey drew a walk. It literally tied the game for you. It led everything off. He saw seven pitches in that at bat. Morgan would get that chopper infield single. Dugas would also walk, saw seven pitches. Beloso. So when Beloso comes up, you have bases loaded. Cruz then comes in. Let's stop right there on the wild pitch. You tie it. Everything changed at that exact moment. That one pitch to me, everything changed. The guy on the mound, uh, Keener, was completely rattled. He didn't know what to do. You know, he he, he was like, <laughs> I probably shouldn't. No, I'm not going to say. Well, I will say. He was like a fat kid and, and, and a candy shop, okay? He's sweating. He doesn't know what to do. He's getting he's getting fidgety. He's like, I really want to eat this, this muffin. I really want to eat. He doesn't know what to do. And he delivered a belt-high fastball. 2K below, so 2-0 count. Bye-bye. See you later. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Ball game. Why that is just so massive. Cade was thinking about walking away from the game. Didn't start the beginning of the year. Uh, in the role at DH because Tommy Tanks gets hurt. He can't play third. You got to move Tanks into DH, so you put his bat there. And then and then when Tommy's able to go back to third, here comes Beloso. Been the most clutch bat you've had all, all year long, man. You know that no matter what happens with K Beloso, look, man, he might strike out. Like, he might... The ending might not be great, but here's what you know from Beloso. He's going to give you that senior-led at-bat that's going to carry you a long way. And, man, tonight he just he sent one out that changed the, the entire course of this series. He, he changed everything with one swing because when that swing goes off and he belts that out in the right field, you go up. You go up five to three, or five to two, excuse me, and you sit there and you're like, man, you really, really, really got a chance now because Herring is absolutely dealing. They, When he throws his all-speed stuff, they don't know what to do at the plate. And I think it's why Jay went to Gavin Guidry there coming out because the all-speed stuff – Look, Wake Forest was not seeing it. They didn't know what to do. And if you think, if you think that what they those guys those guys saw tonight is a big league breaking ball by Herring, which they did the RPMs, the the spin rate, and it is. What in the Rudy Pooh hell do you think they're going to see tomorrow in the Paul Skins slider, the Paul Kings slide piece? But after the bottom of the third, here comes Herring again. Top of the fourth, one, two, three. He gets, a, he gets two strikeouts in the inning. Dealing, man. Four and two-thirds innings of absolute cheddar cheese. You should call him, uh, uh, what's your boy? Y'all help me out. Uh, uh, um, the Cheetos guy. What's the Cheeto? Uh, Chester Cheeto. Cooking, cooking with gas, cooking with gas. And then the rest was history. I mean, he gave up a hit. He gave up a hit in every single inning after that, the fifth, the sixth. He gave up a hit to start off the inning. But then he just turned right around and, and blitzed everybody, man. He blitzed everybody. You know, the only time that he was in real kind of trouble was in the top of the seventh. You could tell he was kind of waning a little bit. Hawk gets a single. Costello, remember when he he, he squared around the butt, hit, uh, he hit him on his knee, I believe it was his back knee. You got runners on first and second, no outs, and, the, and their best hitter in Nick Kurtz comes up to the plate, and then Wilkin and Johnson. 
he gets them one, two, three. Gets the fielder's choice. Wilkins strikes out when Guidry comes in, and then Johnson strikes out from Guidry. And listen, listen, we have to, we have to tip the cap to Jay. The way that he managed tonight and last night, Jay Johnson pushing all the right buttons right now. I know, and if there's one thing that I look at Jay and I question, why are you bunning Trey Morgan? Why are you, I get what he's trying to do with Trey, right? Like, I know what he's trying to do there. You have runners uh, on first and third. I mean, on first and second. You have runners on first and second, no outs, Trey Morgan's up. If you bunt there, the chances of Doogie rolling into something and getting a ground ball there, it's very likely. Doogie has not been really striking out much lately. You don't get the you don't get the button down, and then Dugas hits into the double play where Nick Kurtz tagged, uh, tagged out Tommy Tanks and then went to first base. I understand that. And quite honestly, I don't hate the Merrifield base running thing. He's just got to go sooner. There was a reason Jay did what he did. Now, if you're if you're Paxton Kling, Paxton Kling made the, in my personal opinion, because Jay did what he did for a reason. Paxton Kling has got to get in a rundown at first. You got to put pressure on their defense to make them make the play. Kling's got to get in a rundown there. He's got to know the situation. Because as soon as the pickoff move happened, Jack Merrifield was off, which indicates to me, now Jay might go into the postgame show and say something different, his postgame press conference. But just from looking at it now, now I could be wrong here. I I mean, did Merrifield go on his own? I don't believe that he did. Kling's got to get in that rundown to force, look, if you're going to get an out, you're going to get an out anyway because you got an out from Merrifield at home. Let Kling get in that rundown. That was bad base running. Very bad base running. But you still battled, man. Like, they're going to make plays, too. And this is what I don't think we, we, we understand sometimes is when you're in the heat of the moment, like, guys, they're not a Rudy Poutine. Like, they don't suck, okay? Sometimes you're going to put pressure on them, and they're going to make the right play. Now, now... If you're Wake Forest, man, your butthole's got to be paws, massive paws, but their butthole's got to be so tight you couldn't fit a grease BB in it, okay? Their butthole is so puckered right now you couldn't fit a grease BB in it. They're scared, bro. They're scared. You know it. I know it. Everybody knows it. Let's get to a couple of these Super Chats. Uh, Richard Manning. What's up, Richard? With the $5 super, set, super chat, he says, Gidry is a, only a freshman and will excel for years to come. Well, you got two more years with him. You got two more years with him. That's for sure. Trey Patton with a $4.99 super chat, he says, this team is awesome, man. It's surreal in the moment. Big Daddy Cruz there is now no words, man. God bless. <laughs> my guy, uh, my guy, Tyler Alexander. Guys, if you want to get your home sold, like, listen to me. Listen to me. 225. Let me get his number right quick. I don't have it memorized by heart yet. Hold on. Hold on. Y'all got to go to my man. He said he's laughing at the, the, the butthole joke. <laughs> Two two five nine five five zero 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 eight. Y'all give my man a call. He's literally like everybody says, "Oh, I'm the best real estate agent, dude." He's literally in the one percent. He he's he's slinging more houses than anybody in the market. Anybody in the market. All right, I'll try to get some of these comments as we go. We have so many of them flying in here. So uh, so yeah. Let's start with Don calling me out. He says, you're sick, Blake, for saying that. Why must you always insult God? 
You will answer for that, Blake. Go ahead and laugh at me. That's fine. Yeah, Don, you can leave, buddy. You can leave. Uh, Carson says, I know Gidry going to short next year. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> There's going to be a decision there. He says, got to set the guy up for his future, but man, I wish he would keep pitching. Yeah, you got to make a decision there, man. I think he's going to play in the field too. I think he's going to play in the field too, but you got to make a decision. Maybe you don't. Maybe you don't. Maybe the kid mentally is good enough to do both. Michael Ruby says three more games and a national championship, only three more. Yeah, the biggest one's tomorrow, man. And look, and look, we're 30 minutes into this. We're 30 minutes into this, and, and you're all hitting the like and share at the current moment. I want redemption. I want redemption. 2017 doesn't sit well with me. I know it doesn't sit well with you. Doesn't sit well with me. Let's go get that ass. Look, you got the best. I'm going to say this again. I'm going to say it again. It, you can have a different opinion than me, and that's fine. Completely okay. The best pitcher to ever put on that uniform is going tomorrow. By the way, God willing, God willing, name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, knock on wood, God willing, nothing happens to him. He's going to break out the strikeout record tomorrow. He's going to break it. He's going to shatter it. <laughs> He's going to shatter it. So it is what it is, man. The best pitcher to put on that uniform, in my opinion, is going tomorrow. So, yeah. Eric on YouTube says, Wow, Blake, I think you're right. Kling should have let himself get in a rundown 1,000%. Because, listen, now, again, let me make this very clear. Let me Very, very, very clear, okay? I, I don't know if Jay called anything there, but it feels like he did, right? Like, because let me tell you why. Merrifield's off at the pickoff move anyway, which indicates to me whether it's public or not that Merrifield was on the move. When you had the pickoff move, okay, Kling's got to get in the rundown. What would force, okay, Nick Kurtz, let me tell you what would happen. The first baseman would catch the ball, a lefty, and he would already be saying, oh, well, the guy's going to second. Let me figure out what's going on. It would startle him. I'm telling you, it happens every time, every single time. Then he would have to flip his hips, get the throw in the home. And at worst, at worst, okay, you, you make more of a bang-bang play at home. That's my opinion. Uh, Jordan says, the boogeyman's coming for you tomorrow. That's true. That's true, brother. That's 1,000% true. Royce says, Gidry want to play short after tonight. Jay won't let him. Now, they're, they're not taking out Thompson. And look, Jordan Thompson's due, man. I mean, we tweeted that. Jordan, is, Jordan Thompson is outright due. Okay, I hope it comes tomorrow for the young man. Because listen, look, you can hate Jordan Thompson. Okay, I, at this point, it's it's what it is. What it is, he's played a pretty damn sh uh, solid shortstop. He had an error. Okay, he had an error. Uh, you got out of it, but man, it, you really just need him to, to get a hit, get a little confidence. You know. You're good. You know, what's crazy is, like, you're good if he's good. But, man, he just looks so lost. He, he, he looks so lost you couldn't find him with a subpoena. Right? Like, that man, that man is so lost you couldn't go to the lost and found at the local YMCA and find him. Man, he's more lost than being in the heart of Walmart trying to look for your mama when she's shopping and you'll get separated and you can't find her before cell phones. You're lost, okay? He's like being in the shopping mart. <clears throat> Man.
man, man, man. Uh, Paul says, Blake, you the man. Keep calling it like you see it. Thanks, Paul. Eric says, Blake, you do realize if Paul pitches tomorrow, he will not be available until game three. I, g- g- yeah, I get it, but he's got to go. It's winter. Go- he's got to go. He's going to go. He's got to go, man, because you know what? Let me tell you what they're going to do. They're throwing louder. They're throwing louder. They're throwing a guy that's 15-0 in the year, has a sub-1-9 ERA, has over 100 plus, I think 145 strikeouts on the year. I, I, I don't remember it off the top of my head. The dude is electric. Boogie, woogie, woogie. There's no question whatsoever that you got to go with schemes. You 1,000% got to go with schemes. There's not a, like, we can sit here and debate all the live long day. Like, we can sit here and debate it. Yeah, we kind of can't. We kind of can't. He's got to go. Ashton Dillon says, Jay might fool all of us. No, he ain't fooling. No, 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 uh-uh. Uh-uh. Uh, Rick says, ask Blake, I told you about those Sunday gold jerseys, man. I told you about them. Tigers don't lose if we keep those gold jerseys on. Well, here's the thing. Paul Paul loves – Paul Skeens has not thrown a, a, uh, a game all year in a gold uniform. You're wearing purple tomorrow. Whatever Skeens wants, Skeens gets. <laughs> Whatever Paul Skeens wants, Paul Skeens is going to get. All right? I promise you that. I promise you that. Um, he went back. He went back. He went back. He went back today. Somebody paid that man to, to come back. Uh, Stephen Fry says, can you imagine our good friends over at Fry Construction? Go see him out there in Eunice. He says, can you imagine the backlash towards Jay if he doesn't throw skeins tomorrow and we come away with a loss? Yeah, that can't happen. There's no way you don't go with your number one arm to get to the dance. That's right. That's right. That's 1,000% right. That's 1,000% right. There's no, no other way around it. No other way around it. So, listen... What's interesting, you know, for all of us LSU fans that are in here, you're a win away, regardless how tomorrow uh, transpires, right? Like, no matter how tomorrow transpires, you are a win away from playing for a national championship. You feel good going into this because you got the best guy on the mound in the country. Year two, Kim Mulkey did it. 2017, you're trying to get redemption on Kevin O'Sullivan and Florida. Man, this is year two under Jay Johnson, and he's competing to play for a national title. Kim won hers. What the hell Brian Kelly going to do? <laughs> Man, if LSU hit the trifecta, oh, my God. Could you imagine if LSU hit the trifecta? Oh, my heavenly Jesus. Oh, my heavenly Jesus. Rick with an amazing stat. Yes, we got a text in the text line. If you do come in here and send in super chats, like, let me bring this one up. I'll get back. Let me get back to Rick's in just a second. Like, Trey Patton had one here. Uh, if you do send them in, you do send in your super chats on Twitter, we will get to uh, them. Thank you so much for everybody who is sending them in. This is an amazing thing here from Rick. Rick says, LSU's ERA is 2.06 and 48 strikeouts. That's number one in the College World Series this year so far. Man, and look, Rick, what a hell of a stat, buddy. That is a hell of a stat. Like, that is a massive pull there from Rick. So let me just read that again because I think we need to talk about that. LSU ERA 2.06, 48 strikeouts, which is number one in the College World Series this year. 
man, we went into, and rightfully so, like, look, your takes were 1,000% right because last night you did not know that you were getting that kind of performance from Nate Ackenhausen. Right? Like, you did not know that you were getting that performance from Nate Ackenhausen. You just didn't. Okay. I was just making something on Jay. I thought Jay had said something. Let me repeat that. So just in case you're joining us, here's the stat. LSU has an ERA of 2.06, 48 strikeouts, and one as number one in the College World Series. So look, you your take was right. Your bullpen at Georgia, your bullpen kind of really started emerging around Hoover, but you had been up and down all year. You go into a regional, okay, all right, maybe, all right, well, you won it, and they did pretty good. They did pretty good. You go into a Supers, hey, man, you got Thatcher Hurd. You got Ty Floyd. Those guys delivered. They delivered. Riley Cooper, he's been delivering. You come in here tonight. You come in here tonight, and you come into the College World Series, and you're, you're literally outpitching everybody. What a turn of events. What a turn of events, right? (laughs) All season long, we have been worried about what this bullpen can do. You did not expect that outing from Nate Ackenhausen or Griffin Herring tonight. Griffin Herring and Nate Ackenhausen had their best games of their lives the last two days, tonight and, and last night. And you just can't put a premium. Like, there's not a price for having dudes that can go out there and be like Akon. I got locked up, won't let me out. Locking dudes down. Okay? You don't put a price on that. There's not enough NIL uh, money and Raisin Canes, uh, uh, Gordon McKernan, uh, whoever, walk-ons, there's not enough NIL money on the planet that you could put a premium on when your guys come out of the pen and lock stuff down. Guys, you haven't given up a run. Guys out of the pen have not given up a run the last two nights. You have been, let's call it what it is, you've arguably been the best pitching staff in the College World Series. Oh, yes, you're right. That goes with Skeens, right? Like, they, they 1,000% goes with Paul Skeens. But just because you have a mega superstar does not, the two lefties, guys, you didn't have a left-handed pitcher on this team last year that was worth a damn. Coleman was out. Coleman was hurt. Riley Cooper was hit and miss. He he got big and was and played big last year. Okay, in the postseason, he's doing it again now, and Cooper has been lights out. You cannot put a premium because he's got three closes in four games in the College World Series. Riley Cooper has three saves. Man, man, man. Man, man, man. Penn Jones, who Penn Jones says, Blake, he sends a $999 super chase. says, Blake, if we hit the trifecta, I want a statue of Scott Woodward riding, uh, riding Mike built. <laughs> I mean, you'd have to give it to him, man. You'd have to give it to him. But, man, it feels good, doesn't it? it doesn't it feel good? Doesn't it feel good, man? Doesn't it feel good? Feels so good because your AD made two hires in order. Here's what here's what's so crazy about this. Your athletic director made two 
hires in order. Kim Mulkey, okay, Jay Johnson, had some things go on in the middle of that. You know, Will Wayne. Brian Kelly. Two of those are at minimum. One's a game away from playing a Nash in a national championship series. Kim Mulkey won hers. How are you going to tell me it's not a great time to be a Tiger? How are you going to tell me it's not a great time to be a Tiger? Let's end this tomorrow. Screw Wake Forest. They suck. <laughs> okay, they don't suck. Screw them. I mean, did y'all see the guy that was uh, the, the guy that slid in the home for Wake Forest when they took the 2-0 lead and he's got his shirt all the way buttoned down? Loser? Like, I hate losers like that. Button up your shirt. You're not Fonzie. You're not Barney Fife. Loser. Uh, Mark Verdine, Verdine, excuse me if I'm butchering your last name, buddy. He says, hey, Blake, as a certain someone says... How much, or how about that curveball from Gidry? <laughs> My man. Gidry came in. In the bottom of the seventh. And you know what really worked for him? The curveball. I love how Skip Bertman says curveball. The curveball. It was, it was top to bottom. It was like if you took a baseball and you rolled it off the table. That's how much drop it had, see? Gravity took it all the way down to the catcher's mitt and about an inch or two away from the, from the ground, the ponderosa, the, the dirt that was molded <laughs> by God, you see? Kevin says, Blake, how you feeling, brother? I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling really good. I think you got the best chance to, I mean, you had to win the night. You just had to win the night. You had to find a way. If you don't win, you go home. But you have the opportunity to be the better team even more tomorrow with 20 on the bump, with 2-0 on the bump. So, yeah, I feel really good. Now, listen. Let's talk about that game for just a moment. Let's talk about it, okay? With that being said, all right, Rhett Louder is not a slouch. So you cannot get frustrated at the plate. You, you're going to have to just sit on what he the hard stuff. It's exactly what Stanford did. Stanford did not swing at anything soft. If it was coming in hard, <laughs> if it was coming in hard, they were swinging it at, at everything. Didn't matter where it was. They attacked him. You know what else? It's exactly how Kentucky, exactly how Kentucky got after Skeens earlier in the year when they scored the most runs of anybody off of Paul Skeens, that being five. That's how they did it. Okay? You got to get to him early. You got to get to him early. Let him throw you strikes, but if he's going to throw, if he's going to throw the, he's not the best pitcher you've seen all year. I promise you, he's really good. He is not the best pitcher you've seen all year. I promise you. I think Drew Beam from Tennessee is better than Louder. I one thousand percent believe that Drew Beam is better. The kid from Tennessee is better than Rhett Lowry is, or will be. So, if you can get to Beam, you can get to Louder. Matthew Dago says, Blake, me and my wife and dad are still 8-0 when we go to games. We need to be there tomorrow. Well, they're also, they're also winning with you not being there, so stay where you at. Don't move. 
Kirk says, Blake, you have Skeens and her tomorrow? I do. I have Skeens and her tomorrow. It's 1,000% how I would go with it. Skeens and her. Robbie Robeek, the cousin. What's up, buddy? He says, dude, with his shirt all open, transfer from Tulane, he's been getting his butt whipped by LSU his whole career. It's true. It's true. Tulane, uh, uh, Tulane, Green Wave, trying to come up in here and steal the magic. No way. No way, Jose. No way, Jose. And by the way, I don't know how y'all feel, but I do not, I do not, let, let me just say this too, I do not watch or listen to um, really, the guys on TV, I do listen to Chris Blair. That dude's amazing. Trey Patton with a $199 Super Chat says, big dog insight on that hat. I don't know. I think a little birdie whispered that they were going to drop it down when I walked out of his office. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, guys, I ain't even got my hair cut. Y'all know I don't like my hair long, but my wife likes it when my hair is long. My wife likes it when my hair is long. She likes a little swoop. <laughs> yes, indeed. Kevin Bear says, did you see Wake's leadoff hitter sniff his finger after hitting the double? Yeah, I saw that. He must have scratched his booty hole. He did something. He did something, man. I don't know what the guy was doing. I don't know what the guy was doing. Certainly didn't look like he was doing anything good. Uh, Kenneth Lacrosse with a super chat, or stars on Facebook, excuse me. Thank you so much. Jeremy Bishop says, I thought he needed like 24 more. No, no, no. <laughs> no. He needs two more. He's going to, Skeens is going to shatter that record tomorrow. He's going to absolutely 1,000% positively shatter that tomorrow. Uh, Eric says, do you think it's possible to try to start her tomorrow? No, I don't. I, look, Eric, I know you're trying really hard to get Skeens to start game one in the natty. You got to go with Skeens tomorrow, brother. I, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. Like, I get wanting to hold him, but could you imagine – could you imagine? He says going three ends and then bringing in Paul. No, I mean, no, I, I would not do it. I would not start herd because what happens, God willing, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, what happens if, because they've already seen herd once before, they tee off on herd a little bit, he gets a little inconsistent, and you got to go to somebody else. No, I go Skeens. I, I think it's already written. I mean, Jay's already somewhat confirmed it's Skeens. So, like, everybody's – again, Jay Johnson's literally said – I know we keep getting these questions. Jay Johnson is pretty much confirmed he's going with Skeens. So, you got to, man. You got to. And you just got to pray that you can win one of the next two and get to him in game three. Have to. Jordan Langston says a pitching lab, according to the guy who came out of the bullpen the other day. Well, look, let me say this. Here's an interesting, here's an interesting strategy thing I want to throw out to you uh, as well. Wake Forest threw their best reliever tonight. They were trying to win. They were trying to win. Sean Sullivan for Wake is by far the best dude that they got out of the pen. Guys, he, he came out of the pen and now has 115-plus strikeouts on the year. Now, can you go to him tomorrow? I'm sure that they could in a shorter outing. They try to win tonight. I'm You know, it's 5-2, to two and I'm thinking, why are you bringing your best guy in when you have not shown any offensive life whatsoever? At all. LSU didn't score after that. Now, neither did Wake Forest when Herring came in to originally start. But after the third, guys, 
it was over with the scoring. So they're going to go with Louder tomorrow, meaning Wake. Like, Wake 1,000% is going with Louder. The problem and issue with that is their number two guy, like their Riley Cooper, I guess, if you will, who just has 115 strikeouts, he might not be available for a long, extended time. But they do also have other dudes that can come out of the pen. Sullivan did eat a lot of innings for them. So where their better arms as well can come out of the pen if need be. You got to take Louder into deep waters, and and you got to take him out into deep waters. I was going to say and drown, and, you know, the analogy of taking somebody into deep waters and drowning them. I don't want to do that because I think it's very insensitive due to the fact that that submarine that was going after the Titanic, um, they can't find it. But let me do, let me say this, too, about that Titanic thing. Number one, that's crazy. It, it that, that that's absolutely ridiculous. I, I look, most of you can see now. I don't know if you you some of you call it what you call Italians. If you call them white, I don't know what you call them. But I might be a white guy, but I'm not submarine. Let's go look at that Titanic. Pay two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to go look at that Titanic white. I might be white, I might be country, but let me tell you what I'm not. I'm not, let's go in a submarine and go look at the Titanic white. I mean, is Leonardo DiCaprio down there? Is he crapping out 10 pounds of 24 karat gold? Anyway, all right. There he is. I knew Pierce Lee would show up when we started talking about that. He says, it's okay to joke about billionaires aren't really people. Yeah, they are, man. It's not, listen, Pierce, it's not the billionaire that gets me. Very quickly, it's not the billionaire. It's the kid. It's the 19-year-old kid that, that gets me. Man, as a father of two, I can't imagine. I cannot, I cannot fathom. Cannot fathom, dude. Cannot fathom even remotely to be in a scenario like that with your child. I don't care that he's 18. That I don't like making fun of that. Everybody's making fun of it. I know I just made fun of it, but yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Rob Boudreaux said the sub was a tent. If the sub was a tent, can they then maybe then they should not have gone? If that, that sub was a tent, can they? I don't, what are you saying, Rob? <laughs> what are you saying? Gavin Reed says things supposed to run out of air early tomorrow morning. It's sad, man. Sad. That's sad. I, 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 again, as a father of two, man, I cannot, I cannot imagine what you're going through. That is, um, <sighs> like I, I'm trying to find the words, man. I can't. Teresa, uh, Michelle says I lost a son at age 17. Sorry for your loss. Come on, Ryan. Uh, Jeremy says back to baseball. Come on, Jeremy. Like, I hate when people do that, to be honest with you. Like, I, I really hate when people do that. Hey, Hey, I don't like what you're talking about. Talk about what I want to talk about. Dude, we're talking about something serious. Like, be a human being, brother. Be a human being. 
Anyway. Uh, Sharon says, that's what the announcer said tonight. But to me, Malazzo is better behind the plate. Plus got a couple of hits tonight. Yeah, Malazzo was massive. I, I mean, to Sharon's point, Malazzo, I mean, when you get production from Alex Mel- uh Ow, I just bit my tongue. From Alex Malazzo at the plate, it's a must win. It's a must win. So, and he's so good behind the plate, man. He's so good behind the plate. My goodness. My goodness. Is he... I agree with James here. James says Malazzo saved two runs last night, too. He saved two tonight. He saved two tonight. The one from Herring... Let me... Hold on. Let me look at this. He saved two tonight. Hold on. It's when Herring got in a little trouble uh, and had no outs. So, Griffin Herring... uh, Yeah, in the top of the seventh. Was it the top of the seventh? Yeah, top of the seventh. He had a single by Hawk, a hit by pitch by Costello. Kurtz comes up. I wrote this down, like, vividly in the notes, okay? Because we chart, like, I don't know if y'all can see that, but we chart every single game. Okay, so if you see the big star right there. (laughs) Uh, So anyway, Malazzo blocks a ball in the dirt and then has another one and then Kurt's hit into the fielder's choice. Yeah, uh, those runners advance there, you don't get the fielder's choice scenario. You don't get the the fielder's choice scenario. Uh, Casey. Casey, by the way, you went viral today. Your comment went viral. Um, Malazzo's, uh, it got, on. I think it was Spurs Up show, I believe. He played it. It got like 17,000 hits. And then somebody like big retweeted it. And then it got like 75,000 on the Spurs Up show uh, from our show last night. Uh, Malazzo is miles better as a catcher. I agree with that, as defensively he is. Travinsky was playing there because he was hitting bombs. He went cold. Well, that's not why he's not in the lineup. He's hurt. Yeah, Malazzo, uh, Travinsky's not in the lineup because he's hurt. And Malazzo's been big for you back there. Now you're into a place where you got to really make a decision. If Travinsky gets healthy, do you put him back in, you know? I, I would roll with Malazzo, really. I would roll with Malazzo, really. Just me. Just me. This is an interesting thought. David Laborde says, does Malazzo plus Travinsky equal Neil? He does not have the power or the stature of uh, Hayden Travinsky, so no. So no. All right, well, look, tomorrow going to be a big night. We will be live again immediately following the game. Win, lose, or draw. We will be live at the end of the game tomorrow. Here's my opinion. I fully, fully believe you're going to win. I have all the confidence in the world, all the confidence in the world that you are going to take care, take care of business uh, with Paul Skeens. You just got to be patient at the plate. You got to get after louder. You got to hit off of him. You got to do something that no team's done all year and get to him. The toughest team that Ladder faced all year was Stanford, and they touched him up. They went full Buster Douglas versus Mike Tyson. They busted him up. You can do that too. You are better than Stanford. Miles and miles better than Stanford. I I feel so good about tomorrow, man. You sit in such a good place. All right. So let me do this. Let's roll it out um, with some of these, uh, some of our good sponsors. Let's talk about our good friend Carol Falls over at State Farm and our good friend Steve Bean up here in the North Shore. We'll see y'all tomorrow. Peace. Guys, you might know my good friend Carol Falls and all the great service that he provides over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? 
Along with a great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985-395-4300, 985-395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there and individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirement. Bayou Daiquiri's at Bayou Bowling Go is owned and operated locally by Steve and Lisa Bean. You can find them at 1512 North Highway 190 in Covington, Louisiana. That's 1512 North Highway 190 in Covington. The North Shore's first crawfish drive-thru is about to step it up another notch by bringing you drive through daiquiris as well. You can call in your order today at 985-888-1914. 985-888-1914. Because you know what? Daiquiris and crawfish. It's a Louisiana thing. All right, we'll see y'all tomorrow. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.